sporting news, reviews and previews. This is the Sports Desk. Good evening, Melbourne, and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Monday evening. The Monday, the 13th of November, and we are crawling close to the end of the year. The summer months, the warmer weather, the... Lots of sports still around. Plenty to get through. A pack studio. I'm Sam and Hennett, of course, joined by Liam Cole, Jerry and M- Matilda McDermott, and Jason Evans. Packed show. Plenty We're to get at full through. Full strength, DJ Manchester. How is the? <laughs> what was that? Well, you're a DJ yourself in your spare time. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes. Got, got yourself a new kit today. Yep. Yep. What um, a great gift. Throw <laughs> me under the bus there. Uh, no, yes, no, pack show. We've got some AFLW finals to talk about. Uh, the NBL and NBA, of course. The Cricket World Cup. How can we forget some of your ice hockey? Liam, you weren't here on Friday. Glenn Maxwell in a sentence. He is box office. There you go. Well, that's a good preview for later. Of course, how can we forget uh, the NHL? Jason will give us an update (laughs) on the ice hockey. How are the going? Bottom of the Atlantic (laughs) Division right now, yeah. Uh, The Premier League, of of course. Uh, The A-League. Plenty of things going on there. And then we'll close with our Monday quiz. So that's plenty to get through. Uh, But we'll get straight into the news. And a uh, big one. Well, well, we'll just go with this. Uh, the gather round fixture in the AFL has been dropped. Uh, so we'll go. We might as well just dump r- right into that now. Uh, exciting footy news. Uh, of course, the draft will be next week. So we'll be covering that uh, once that comes around. Exciting. Is everyone excited for the draft this year? I think so. I think I always get excited mm. for the draft. It depends it's what Melbourne. picks, yeah. Pick two and three. So <laughs> oh, it's complaining. now North Melbourne. That's where gifted. the box office is, isn't it? Absolutely that's... gifted, Jason. Oof. <laughs> okay. I don't really want to use the chicken because it is accurate, but that is a harsh call. Mm, Jerry's one. reaching for it. Uh, so gather round has been announced for next year. This is the round uh, that we'll face, uh, and we'll start off on Thursday, April fourth, uh, which I believe it is round five. I think. So would that be the uh, mainstay for the round until 2026? It's going to be get round five each time? Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. They're, they're, I think that's a good spot. Early mm. April also strikes me as round four as well as a potential. But if, if well, you're going to keep a traditional yeah. round Easter five, that should period work. is nice. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's a good spot for it. Um, it's right when we've probably just, just got used to footy going on again and uh, it's a good chance to get away. Uh, over, well, before Easter or after it. Before you read the fixture, quick before question Easter, on yeah. Gather Round. It was introduced, when it was introduced, they had to add on an extra round, taking out the entire, the total season to 24 rounds. Mm. Do you think that felt too long? To me, in my opinion, I still think you didn't need that extra round, just keep it at 23, but yeah. thoughts well, across the room. I, I think eventually we're going to have more rounds anyway because the incoming Tasmania team, we're going to get used to a longer fixture. And there's probably a round zero that I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, well, that's what they're really calling it, um, just because, and this is what we spoke about on the show a couple of weeks ago, about how potentially the first round will have games in Sydney while the NRL uh, playing some games in Las Vegas, and then we'll have the traditional Thursday night calm opener the following week. So they kind of mm. want to do a split round kind of thing in Sydney, which I, I guess it makes, makes sense yeah. business-wise. They want to get... A big crowd in in Sydney while there's no games on. Because... Extra rounds plus gather round plus a split round. Yeah, I, I wow. don't think I don't think a split round to start off the season is going to 
not not great. You, you want the whole round. You've been waiting all summer for it, <laughs> mm. and then you get maybe what three games for the weekend. No, I don't. I don't think that's good. Season twenty twenty four sounds quite all right. Tedious so we'll, already, we'll go through the gather round. Yep. Uh, so it kicks off on Thursday night. The Adelaide Crows will be hosting Melbourne at seven ten p.m. at Adelaide Oval. That is the opener. Friday night uh, will begin an early twilight game uh, between Brisbane and North Melbourne. Won't from, be watching that from Norwood <laughs> Oval. <laughs> All right, Liam, we'll, we'll save your He's coming political... with ammunition tonight. Yeah, so, for the end. So Norwood Oval, Norwood Oval, 4.40pm uh, on the Friday, Brisbane and North Melbourne, uh, who played, uh, obviously, last year. That was the fixture they played at Mount Barker. Uh, as well on Friday, the Friday night fixture. So it'll be Port Adelaide hosting uh, the Essendon Bombers, 7.40pm. Big Friday night game. And then Saturday, 1pm uh, at Mount Barker, it'll be Sydney hosting the West Coast Eagles. Um, uh, continuing on on the Saturday, Adelaide Oval, 3.50pm. Carlton uh, host Fremantle at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, of course, Carlton played Adelaide last year. I, I was going to say it was pretty poignant that uh, if, if you played an opposing side... Uh, sorry, a home side of the state of South Australia it needs to be shared around because it's an unfair advantage that you're getting an extra away game, essentially. Um, continuing Saturday, Adelaide Oval, 7.40pm, Geelong and the Western Bulldogs. Sunday, Gold Coast and the Giants, Adelaide Hills, Mount Barker, 12pm. Uh, Sunday, continuing Norwood Oval, 2.50pm, Richmond and St Kilda. And then the final game of the round, Adelaide Oval, 4.40pm, Collingwood and the Hawks. What do we think? It doesn't mean anything until we find out their form in the first couple of weeks of the season, doesn't it? Yeah, the Thursday night game sort of reminds me of that Carlton and Adelaide Crows game this season. And it was a great night. Great night. I think there's less games this time at uh, Adelaide Oval. Uh, compared to last year. There's only five. I, I think vaguely there was about six or seven. There was only two games at Norwood, I believe, yeah. in the season 2023. Is that so right, I, Jerry, stats man? Yeah, right. it should be right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, no, it, it's good they're getting a bit Infrastructure restrictions uh, mm. is a result of why there's no games that were at Barossa or Mount Gambier, which I believe Adelaide South Hills? Australians were called Adelaide Hill. I think that there was There was one game there. Yeah, there's, um, there's two here, so Mount yep. Barker. Yeah, okay. but the games that say Mount Gambier, which I believe South Australians were calling for, as well as the Barossa Valley, I think there was talks about infrastructure restrictions have uh, yeah. resulted in that, they yep. said at the press conference. Uh, other than that, gather round, it was great in season 2023, may it continue into 2024, and it sounds like we have a tradition on our hands, but if it makes the fixture longer... Wow, we're going to need to get used to that. What else is it in news? Uh, well, staying on football, Alex Rance. Now, I think this is a bit of clickbait from the yeah. AFL media. I really don't like how they've done this. And he, to be honest, does look a bit stupid. Uh, Alex Rance was wearing a full Gold Coast kit in the photo holding a Sharon, thinking you, he had signed as a player, but actually he's signed... Uh, the former Premiership fullback and five-time All-Australian will join Damien Hardwick's football department as a leadership consultant, which uh, I think I need to read up on because I don't know. That's very vague. Mm. It fooled me. I thought he was uh, getting recruited. <laughs> All for clicks, eh? Why wouldn't you wear a polo? But um, ah, good on him. Mm. Good pipes. Uh, leadership <laughs> consulting after recently. <laughs> Are you okay today, Liam? Yeah, I'm great. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, right, moving on. Uh, after recently moving to Queensland, he will also work with the new club partner, Loop Logics, in an off-field role. Oh, what a name, Luke Logics. Loop. <laughs> oh, Loop. Oh. Even better. And that, that happens to be the sponsor on the jersey, so I think there is a tied-in thing there. So, yes, he retired, of course, uh, at the end of the 2019 season after rupturing his ACL. So a bit of clickbait from the AFL in the off-season. Not sure if I like that. Mm. Um, mm. Jerry. Give us some news. Um, retiring players. Yeah, so just quickly, Megan Rapino has retired from world football. So Rapino actually won two World Cups and also Ballon d'Or during their time with the USA and MLS side. So today, unfortunately, after Rapino's final game, they also ruptured their Achilles. So, yeah, final final game, final injury, I guess. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, she's not having good luck. I, th- I think she got injured uh, in the Women's World Cup game, which ruled her out early. She had to be subbed off from memory. Yeah, I could I be very wrong. Right, yeah. but um, Massive impact on the women's game in the USA. Uh, so, yes. Um, Matilda, F1. Yes. Um, so this upcoming weekend is the first ever Las Vegas Grand Prix. So they're going to be doing a street circuit through the um, Las Vegas Strip, and there was a lot of controversy around this one because people were like, well, you know, it's blocking everything. Yeah, right in the middle. Yeah, and about three weeks ago, there was still sort of construction going on, so people were sort of wondering whether or not this was going to get done in time. But it seems like they've pulled through and it's going ahead. So. It definitely seems like an odd place, especially when <laughs> it's, it's legal. A lot of people, party animals, can drink in the street and <laughs> flying, yeah. flying F1 cars is probably not <laughs> safe. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how... I, I did hear some inter- Vox Pops interviews of a few Americans and uh, they hadn't even heard of the F1. So mm. what? it'll be interesting to see their reactions, yes. Wow. They're into their NASCAR. Yeah, uh, of yeah. course. NASCAR, yes. <laughs> exactly. I will um, say, on behalf of the people who do uh, production crew kind of things and have been at motorsport adventures, that is a cinematographer's paradise. Well, yeah. yes. cars at Las I, Vegas. I'm yeah. sure look amazing, but has the actual has the course been discussed? Because uh, look, I'm not really that into F1, uh, but I have ro- watched the Monaco race, which is probably one of the most boring tracks. Yes, it is. So if it's anything <laughs> like that, then it's, I don't think, worth the time and expenses. Well, Max Verstappen wins, though? I reckon he will, because yeah. there's a lot of straights in this one, and Red Bull are just fast. They're too fast. So if they can get away with it, then they're, they're done. They're winning. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be fairly... Boring, but the environment will be interesting. So, so qualifying f- Friday night our time, Saturday morning. Um, this coming so. weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, well, it's definitely going to be a very big spectacle. There was actually one clip I saw as part of the scaffolding and the setting up. Uh, they wanted to block people's views, so yeah. you had to buy a ticket for the track. Yeah. But people could just keep re- ripping the plastic because they wanted to see the massive uh, the sphere, the sphere yeah. which mm. is all the rage at the moment. Yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe people will end up watching the race on the sphere. Mm. Interesting. All right. Uh, also in the news, uh, some rugby women's news, Jerry. Yeah, so the rugby women's um, sevens team actually won the Oceania Rugby Sevens tournament in Brisbane. So they defeated Fiji in – it wasn't really a battle at all because Fiji didn't didn't even score. So they defeated Fiji 26-0 to zero in a very um, – one-sided match, so there's not much more to 
talk about besides in tennis Novak Djokovic also wins his first ATP uh, finals match bidding for his 7th ATP finals trophy over Holger Rune 7-6 6 so he also unsurprisingly smashed a racket so oh no not again not again uh also in women's rugby, the state of origin will be expanded to a full three-match series in 2024 uh, as full details of the NRL and NRLW fixture for the upcoming season have been revealed. Uh, the women's state of origin will begin on May 16 as the opener to the Magic Round and Cronulla will only play nine games against uh, 2023 NRL finalists next season. Uh, I think there was a controversy. The men's and women's grand finals will be played on October 6th. So that's uh, the findings of their fixture. Uh, last thing before I get to you, Liam, here. Uh, the Socceroos have landed. So the international players coming over here because, of course, uh, international break this week, uh, this coming weekend. Uh, so Thursday, the 16th of November, next week, the Socceroos will verse Bangladesh here at Amy Park. All right. Signing news, potential signing news. Potential, not confirmed right now. So juggernaut of European football, Bayern Munich, uh, closing on a deal to sign 17-year-old talent from Adelaide United, Nestoroy Arankunda. So Arankunda, I think it is. Kunda, pardon me. So obviously he's got a lot of talent and... Um, you know, it's. I think it's great for Australian football, but at the same time, we. I think we would have liked to have seen a bit more from him in the A League. But um, I think that's great for him to go to a massive club and develop his craft, Sam. Yes, no, definitely massive. But I, I do worry sometimes with these early signings. Uh, I, I, I think sometimes they can jump the gun a bit yeah. and affect their career. Uh, I think sometimes they sign them too young and too early. And they may get injured or loaned out to a club and not get any game time. And then they ended up getting sent back to the A-League and they start from the scratch again. So well, we saw what happened last week when he got sent off. Um, had a bit of treatment um, from some Melbourne Victory defenders and he wasn't happy with the attention. So um, he's got to learn with that. So we know he's all talented, but, um, you know, good luck to him. All right. Daniel Arzani as well, similar to... Yeah, yes, he, he's yeah. probably an example of probably maybe going. Yes, he was a bit unlucky with his injuries uh, when he went to Celtic. Uh, he, I don't think he played many games at all. Uh, but Where's he now? He's he's come back and he's he's gone to the rival and playing for Melbourne Victory and he's actually playing all right. So um, not for great for City fans, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, he's doing all right now. So. Interesting. All right, big show ahead. Still to come on the sports desk, AFLW finals will be going through the first massive weekend, NBL, NBA, the Cricket World Cup, hockey, EPL, A-League, and then a massive quiz. Uh, But I must mention, of course, uh, the massive SOS campaign to save Sin, the radio station. Uh, Including in that, we're having a massive Save Sin Festival. It's part of the final sprint at the Evelyn Hotel this coming Sunday. So come down, there'll be some live performances and some Sin DJs, 2 o'clock this coming Sunday, the 19th, at the Evelyn Hotel, um, raising money for this station to keep it alive. And, of course, you can donate, if you can, at givenow.com.au slash savesin. Uh, we're up to 56,323. If you donate during us here on the Sports Desk during the show, uh, we'll read it out. So that's all coming up uh, on the Sports Desk here on Sin. 
Gold on the ceiling, the black keys on the sports desk on Sin on your Monday evening. Uh, about to roll into the AFLW finals. Um, but yes, your Monday show packed here. Sam Manhennett with you, Liam Cole, Matilda McDermott, Jerry in, and Jason Evans. All right, AFLW. Massive first week of the finals, and it kicks off on Saturday. And uh, it was the Brisbane Lions in the first game, 6-3-39 over the Adelaide Crows, 5-7-37. What do we think of that one first up? It was a thriller, wasn't it? So Yvonne Bonner in the last 30 seconds took a mark 45 metres out, went for the shot, it looked like. Um, but yeah, it was rushed behind and uh, Lions got the win. So that, I think that's the first loss for the Crows at Norwood Oval this year. So it's a big upset. I didn't really? expect that. Yeah. Home game. Okay. So it books them a spot in the prelim. Um, unfortunate for Brisbane. It's been finals, a few finals appearance in recent years. They've played five grand finals in the AFLW history. So they're a great club. Brisbane, um, and yeah, they're definitely a, f- a threat with their forward line. Yep. Okay. The next game on Saturday uh, was Gold Coast and the Sydney Swans, but the Sydney Swans prevailed 9-4-58 over the Suns 6-5-41. What an amazing story the Sydney Swans keep on rolling with. Yeah, especially if you can compare them to last year. Didn't go well. I don't not think a single win. And then now, so... I'm not, not going to make a big call, but I think Chloe Malloy, I think she's probably the most talented player in the comp. She's really good. Yeah, I think in terms of a natural footballer, she might not stats-wise get a lot, but uh, on the weekend, three goals won, 18 disposals. She was a class above, so clean. Good kick of the football as well. So, um, yeah, she was a standout. We all saw the video of her taunting the crowd. Yeah. She two, was getting two the four, classic heckled over the fence. I think it was two four six eight. You can't kick straight. Yep. Really? Yep. <laughs> and then she mimed two four six eight I, I back at it after the goal. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. It's very good. What were your thoughts on that game, Jerry and Matilda? Yeah. Well, Chloe Malloy, um, first three goals probably got them the win in the end. Um, also, Gardner had a really great game with thirty touches. So Sydney just killed Gold Coast off the midfield. And considering it was at Heritage Bank Stadium, I thought. Gold Coast would do a bit better, even though that because Sydney just snuck into the top mm. eight. But it shows anyone can beat anyone, and this final series um, keeps going, isn't it? Well, Gold Coast midfielder Charlie Rowbottom missed with an ankle injury, so that was a huge loss. She's missed the past two games, and they've lost the past two games, so it was no doubt a big uh, blow. Matilda, any thoughts? Um, I just thought it was very special that they were able to sort of go from the bottom of the ladder last year to now being in finals and winning their first prelim. Um, what I, also, I also saw a video where the Sydney men's had also come and supported the mm. Sydney women's, which I thought was great to sort of see that unity within the club. And um, I guess we don't see that too often with the other, the other teams no, as well. I, yeah. I, I remember seeing at the start of the season when they had the first home game, I, I can't remember what the venue's called in Sydney, but it's only really now just been used for professional football, and they've, they've really made it their own yeah. and uh, they're getting really good, good crowds there in Sydney. Um, and, yeah, there was a shot of a few of the Sydney men's players cheering on and being good sports. So, that yes, no, that's, that's always a good look. So, yeah. well done to the Swans. Sunday, Jerry, you'll be happy about this. Wow, what a statement win 
North Melbourne, 7850. Over Melbourne, 139. The reigning premiers only managed to score nine points. Yeah, and I saw the whole game um, back to front. I was very happy. Talia Randall kicked three goals, one. Two of them came from the ruck. And then Bella Eddy scored one from 45 metres on a tough angle. Two goals from her beautiful forward pressure. It was a whole team performance, honestly. Jazzy Garner with 26, Riddell 23, Emma Carney, who was my year seven high school teacher, 22 touches. <laughs> Drops that in. Yeah, 50, 54 to 28% disposal efficiency inside 50. That's what got us the win. But the tackling was incredible 100 tackles to 80. Like, North Melbourne just. It was incredible. I've never seen them play this well against a top four side. Like they're now three and fourteen against the Melbournes, the Brisbane's, the Adelaides, and that was just an incredible performance and really made my day yesterday. This all sounds like premiership favourite. This doesn't hey, it? Hey, hey, yeah. the Touchwood, Touchwood, yeah. <laughs> they've been but they've the been a standout team early in the season, and then they drop back a bit, but uh, always been looked pretty solid. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll make some early predictions in a minute, but what was your thoughts on the game? Yeah, Lee? Randall is, as you said, Jerry, he, uh, she is a nightmare for defenders. I think she's about uh, six foot, so um, very mobile for her height. And I also thought um, Sheila is a very good player too. Hamble was all yeah. set up for goal for Bella. Yeah, very good. Really good crowd at Icon Park from some of the pictures I've seen. What, what, what was the atmosphere like, Oh, Jerry? it's just electric. Lots of North supporters in in amongst the... Melbourne supporters, you just if it was more competitive, you would have heard the Melbourne supporters a lot more, but we're holding our own, so yep. yeah, very happy with that. It's nice to see because there's not really, uh, I know in other sports, like we've got the Melbourne Derby in that, but because there's so many Melbourne teams and obviously the big circle of teams there are more, you know, traditional rivals, but we don't have a Melbourne Derby per se, and uh, well, th- this could be this, the scope for it. The AFLW Melbourne Derby is Melbourne v North Melbourne. Good yeah, to see. Could be, yeah, keep it going. <laughs> uh, the other game on Sunday was the Geelong Cats and the Essendon Bombers. Uh, unfortunately for the Bombers, though, they are out 7 9 51. The Cats at home beating Essendon 5 3 33. Jason, how do you feel, mate? Still haven't won a final. <laughs> I don't need to say anything, do I? <laughs> Go on, Sam, make your own joke. Go no, on. That's... Go on. I, I don't know. Next year, uh, I'm just throwing it out there. I think we mentioned this before. Next year, it is. Uh, I think is it. Is it? Come no, on, you did maths in school. Fifteen years, twenty years, twenty years since you won a final. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Two thousand four. Now, make sure that whatever you say on the way up the ladder, just make sure that you uh, show some respect on the way back down if that day ever comes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We're digging. We're not even in. 2024 yeah. yet. Let's yeah, go. I like it. Really do. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Were you talking about Carlton's prelim then with that? Yep. Uh, Five goals up. We'll get to the game. Geelong, Essendon. What were your thoughts, Jerry? I thought Georgie Prisparkis was incredible again. She had 23 touches. Also, another another game, another goal from her. So, midfielders that can do that, just say it all. And also, Webster, both of them had 23 touches, just dominated a mid- midfield. And Essendon... Look like they struggled from the bounce. So, yeah, any thoughts there, Liam? Yeah, I thought Ashling Maloney, for me, was best on ground. She got two goals, one, and 18 disposals. Very mobile for her height, 183 centimetres. And it's, uh, she's Irish, actually, so 
quite a good story. She's played in two Gaelic football premierships, and this is her first year of AFL football, so she's dominating. The, it's amazing. The Irish converts are really working, and especially good. there's a lot in the AFLW, as we're starting to see. Um, Really good for the game. Re- really good for the game. So sets up some massive, exciting prelim finals. Uh, the weekend coming, uh, Adelaide Crows and the Sydney Swans, of course, will be first Saturday, 7.45pm. And then Melbourne and Geelong will play on... Oh, no, sorry. Am I jumping ahead? Again? Yeah. <laughs> so she's laughing because I've, I've made a brutal mistake, haven't I? <laughs> Oh no, that's no, no. This is weekend. Is it the oh, second? <laughs> I think I'm reading this right. Sorry. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, long day. Uh, so yes, Adelaide Crows and Sydney will be the first final, seven forty-five p.m. and then Sunday, three o five, Melbourne and Geelong. Um, these are the semi-finals, not the prelims. That's what I was making the mistake. Yeah, Melbourne were pumped, weren't they? So yeah, so they can't be, possibly play a prelim. <laughs> it, it will be interesting to see, you know, how they respond, the reigning premiers. Well, they need to do something, and uh, a big challenge against Geelong. Yep. Um, interesting to see. And can Sydney keep rolling on? What are, what are, what are our early predictions? Ooh. I think Adelaide will get the Swans in a close battle, and then Melbourne will get the Cats and come back firing. Mm, I'll go Adelaide against Sydney. Dominant. Yeah, I think yeah, Adelaide should get the job done, but I'm wouldn't be surprised if Geelong got got it done too. Maybe Melbourne go in the prelim, but they probably could get the Cats. But that one might be a contest. Yeah. Uh, so Melbourne and uh, sorry, North Melbourne um, and uh, Brisbane in the prelims. Oh, I, I said Brisbane were eliminated before, didn't I? I said that as well. <laughs> That's two blundering mistakes here. Sorry. So, yes, clarifying. Semi-finals uh, this coming weekend. Wow, I really butchered that. All right. Time uh, to head to the court with some basketball. Yeah, so lots to cover in the NBA. There's a few quick matches from yesterday where the Magic defeated the Bucks 112-97. to the Celtics defeated Raptors 117-94. The Heat defeated Hawks 117-109. The Cavs defeated Warriors 118-110. And in today's matches, the Knicks defeated Hornets 129-107 with Barrett dropping 24. The Nets defeated Wizards 102-94 with Bridges dropping 27. The Clippers defeated the Grizzlies 105-101 with Bain dropping 27. And then the Sixers defeated the Pacers 137-126. Tyrus Maxey, first ever game, he's dropped 50 points. So that was incredible to watch. He also did an incredible block to stop one of the Pacers from scoring a slam. And then Embiid dropping 37 with 13 rebounds. And there's more to cover with their NBL, I believe, Jason. Yeah, around seven wrapped up on the in the NBL over the weekend. Uh, Perth Wildcats defeating the New Zealand Breakers 97-76. Cairns took on Illawarra and eked out the win with 81-71. to Actually, that's a more dominant win. I should 
choose my words a bit more carefully there. The Jack Jumpers defeating the Adelaide 36ers, 82 to 72, 10 point margin. But Sunday was the big day, Jerry. The Melbourne Throwdown took place at uh, John oh. Kane Arena, which was Melbourne United defeating Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, 92 to 83. Got to catch this game as it happened. Phoenix started off well and they led by a point at quarter time, but United became a bit more cohesive and as the game wore on and they were able to uh, really dominate them on the offense. The only thing that really the uh, Phoenix were able to, I guess, uh, have an advantage over the United was their free throw conversion rates, 24 points out of, out of a possible 32 that they took with a 75%, compared to 16-26 on the free throw, 61.5. But for United, some of the big uh, scorers were Chris Goulding with 27 points, one assist, Joe uh, Joe Lowell Acule, I I've butchered that pronunciation. I apologise. 26 points, one assist and 11 rebounds, plus Shio Ili, 12 points, four assists, four rebounds. Fifth well, fifth and final that took place immediately after in Sydney was the Sydney Kings taking on the Brisbane Bullets. Sydney scored 15 unanswered points to retake the lead and claim the victory, 104 to 95. Kings were 95% accurate on the free throw conversion. Jalen Adams with 24 points, four assists. DJ Hogg, 16 points, three assists, six rebounds, and some clutch scores from the eight points scored by Sean Bruce were pivotal in the victory there, and that's NBL. All right, that's basketball. All right, when we come back, of course, we'll be talking about the Cricket World Cup, uh, getting close to the end of that. Uh, of course, the NHL, EPL, A-League, and then we'll end with a quiz. Uh, and a reminder, givenow.com.au slash save sin if you want to help keep sin alive for the future. Uh, it's a very important uh, that we do that. So if you donate during the show, we'll re- read you out a shout-out. We've currently raised 56323 Let's keep it rolling in. I think we're into our fifth or sixth week of the campaign now. We're around about there. We've also got Sinfest coming up, so yes. be sure to show your support to the station the with that. The final sprint, Save Sinfest, uh, with Tamara and the Dreams, Fran Japan, Holy Heeb, um, Sin DJs, and so many more this coming Sunday at 2 p.m. at the Evelyn Hotel. Uh, so that's going to be exciting. Remember, you can keep up to date with the show um, on our social media and tweet. Interact with us, Sports Desk Sin, Instagram and Facebook throughout the show. All right, when we come back, Cricket World Cup. This is the Sports Desk on Sin and your Monday evening. Kasabian Fire on the Sports Desk on your Monday evening. Um, oh, it's Kasabian that play that song. Kasabian, yes, and uh, you may recognise yes. Kasabian as the intro to our show. That's right. Clubfoot. I haven't heard that song in a very long time. Channel 10 used that a lot during footy coverage back in the Did 2000s that? as well. A lot of it. Great song. All right, time to talk the Cricket World Cup. Come on, Aussie, come on. So on Sunday night, the Aussies cleaned up Bangladesh by eight wickets with 32 balls to spare, chasing down 306 on a pretty, pretty much a road in Pune. Another road, Jason. (laughs) You love that. On the Um, road again. Okay, stop that. Um, He's shut you down bad. Okay, Mitchell Mitchell Marsh starred at number three, belting 177 not out of 132 balls. So it's great to see him back in form just before finals. Uh, So before the game, the Aussies rested Maxwell and Stark. They brought in Sean Abbott and Steve Smith. But it was a pretty big loss for Bangladesh, who missed their skipper, Shakib Al-Hassan. 
bowling all-rounder with the broken hand. So it was basically a match simulation game, let's be honest. Australia, their tournament starts right now in the semi-finals against South Africa on Thursday night. That will be at Eden Gardens in Kolkata. So the big question is team selection. So who do you drop to put Maxwell back in, who's obviously going to come back in after his 200? So Abbott will obviously come out for Stark. And then who do you drop batting-wise? Do you drop Smith, Labuschagne, or Stoinis? For me, I'd probably drop Smith, which is controversial, but I feel like... Is that due to his vertigo? No. Uh, I think Labuschagne's batting has been a lot better these past two months than Steve Smith, who struggling for form right now. He did make 62 not out on Saturday, but I think Labuschagne's fielding has been unbelievable. So I think you've got to give him credits in the bank for that as well. And I feel like Marcus Stoinis gives you that extra power hitting option in the last 10 overs, which South Africa do have all the way through David Miller, Klaassen and Markram. Um, and I just feel like Smith and Labuschagne can't do what Stoinis does, can't get a 40 off 20 balls. So, and also Stoinis bowls. So I think I'd drop Smith. What do you guys think? Who'd you drop? Stoinis hasn't been great yep. recently. So if that you're going fair. on, if you're going by a, yep. what have you done for us lately, Stoinis might be on the firing line. Yep. So the other semi-final is Wednesday night. So the first one in Wanketi Stadium in Mumbai. So it's quite a small ground, but um, this is where India's tournament starts. So this is irrelevant, basically what happened in the group stages. They haven't won a World Cup since 2011, so they've choked in a lot uh, previously. So um, the Kiwis have nothing to lose. But the Kiwis, if you have a look at their form, they've lost four out of their last five, and they've lost to India, Australia, South Africa and Pakistan. So they're beating the teams lower, but they can't beat the better teams. So that is a bit of a worry, but they do get Lockie Ferguson back with some pace. So should be uh, two very good semi-final scenes. Yeah. All right, exciting look forward to that. All right, time now for, well, a bit of the up NHL update. Do you want to do it in less than a Jason? minute again? Oh, well, okay, well, as long as we can understand what you're saying. <laughs> Hit the thing. We'll wait. We'll go to yesterday. We're easing back into it because I missed a few shows. Uh, there was a – what happened here? There was only one overtime that caught my eye in uh, in the NHL yesterday, and that was Boston going down to Montreal Canadiens 3-2 in overtime. Carolina Hurricanes defeating t- Tampa Bay Lightning in a, sh- in a shutout 4-zip. That's interesting. Tampa Bay were – playoff contenders, and they have been for years. Bad start for them. St. Louis Blues, 8-2 over Colorado. Maple Leafs, 5-2 over the Canucks, who have been off to a flyer. So Toronto, they're, they're getting good, but their defense is a bit rocky, but at least they're uh, getting wins on some top-tier sides. Detroit Red Wings also recovering from a bad year last year, 5-4 over the Columbus Blue Jackets yesterday. And it's all gone wrong for Edmonton. They lost to probably one of the worst-performing sides uh, in recent NHL history in the San Jose Sharks, but they were able to get a win over Seattle Kraken 4-1 yesterday. However, Coach Jay Woodcroft has been sacked. And uh, 
Yeah, so that win obviously wasn't able to keep his job. He is now, he's now going to be replaced by Chris Knobloch from the New York Rangers AHL affiliate. Let's see what that does as they have sumped terribly and their defence is woeful at this point in time. But apparently that's an oilless tradition. Chicago Blackhawks <laughs> lost to the Florida Panthers today at th- for 3-4. Dallas Stars defeating the Wild 8-3. Vancouver Canucks recovering well from their loss, defeating Montreal Canadiens 5-2. So there you go. Montreal defeat Boston 3-2, but they lose to the Canucks. Canucks are doing well for themselves. New York Rangers currently sit at the top of the Metro Division, and they uh, solidified that even further with a 4-3 win in a shootout against Columbus, as well as the Anaheim Ducks, who were also very poor performing last year, but they're defeating the even worse San Jose Sharks uh, today for one Anaheim, I believe, are on a five-game winning streak right now. They are surprising many. Those are the games that caught my eye. Sam Manhattan in the NHL. All right, exciting. When we come back, uh, the round ball game. And then, of course, we'll end with the massive Monday quiz. That's all ahead on the Sports Desk. The 1975 on the Sports Desk, uh, the city on your Monday evening. Before we wrap up um, and get to our round ball segment and the quiz, uh, of course, we've been mentioning throughout the show the Save Sin campaign. Uh, Massive, massive. uh, In its 20th year, we need to keep the station going. Uh, unfortunately, due to losses of uh, um, losing some funding from state governments and the like, um, uh, you can read all about it on this, the SIN website, but uh, it is crucial that we keep um, it alive for the next generation, the next new set, because I'm almost gone. <laughs> you don't want it to be my voice is the last left. voice you've got to hear, so we don't want that. Givenow.com.au slash save SIN, and then, of course, a part of that, the massive Save SIN Festival. Uh, called the final sprint that'll be at the Evelyn Hotel on Sunday. You can get tickets for that on Oztix, so check that out. All right, round ball game and time for the Premier League. And another fiery round that we've gone through. Um, we'll look at the table just quickly. Man City still on top, Liverpool in second. Um, one point behind City with a Liverpool come out of nowhere. Arsenal in third, Tottenham fourth, Aston Villa fifth, Man United up to sixth, Newcastle dropped down to seventh, Brighton below them, West Ham, Chelsea, Brentford, Wolves, Crystal Palace, Everton, Nottingham Forest, Fulham, Bournemouth, and the drop zone, Luton Town, Sheffield and Burnley. Uh, so some crazy results over the weekend. Uh, we'll start off with the first couple of games, and it was Wolves with a mass- massive upset. It's the first game of the round, two-one over and just Tottenham. Second Ross, uh, second uh, losing game for them in a row. Um, interesting, a little bit of pressure on Ange now, just a little bit. Things are smooth sailing. Yeah, it's disappointing because they've been so good for you know most of the match. But um, Sarabia kicked a great goal to start off Wolves' um, goal scoring, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, it was a great goal. Um, so, yeah, two close losses when they probably should have got the job done. Both goals. It's so, hurt. ironically, that, that Tottenham goal, they, <laughs> they scored in the third minute and then Wolves scored in 90 yep. plus one and 90 plus seven. So, always brutal <laughs> games yep. like Lots that. Um, continuing on, Man United uh, back to winning ways over Luton Town 1 0. Well done. Wow. <laughs> you, you know you're in bad form when Lindelof kicks a goal. Let's be honest. But, yeah, um, yeah 1-0, that all against Luton Town. So. Arsenal 3-1 over Burnley on Saturday night. Um, and taking a red card, Fabio Vieira in the 83rd minute. 
Um, but it was just before half-time, Trossard scored. Uh, Saliba, um, uh, Saliba scored after that. Uh, before that, uh, it was Burnley equalised pretty quickly. Um, and then Alexander Zinchenko um, with the winner. Yeah, Arsenal seemed like a more mature team. I think a couple of years ago they would have probably lost a game like that. Yes. But um, they seem more confident and uh, no, have a bit more yeah. leadership. I, I think we've been, I mean, everyone's been sucked into Tottenham in the end. We've kind of forgotten about Arsenal. Uh, and as I said last year, they're not going anywhere. They've been pretty good so far this year. Everton, 3-2 over uh, Crystal Palace. Um, interesting one there, late Winning goal uh, from Gia in the 86th minute to keep them, uh, to get them another win. Um, also throughout the round, Bournemouth two nil over Newcastle. Bit of a shock loss there. Um, don't know if they're just the other competitions uh, beating them up, Champions League and the like. First time up in the Champions League, I think. Is it just a bump in the road for them then? I, I think so. Well, be interesting to see how they go. Uh, Aston Villa two one over Fulham. Uh, sorry, three one over Fulham. Continuing with winning ways. Brighton drew 1-1 with Sheffield United. West Ham 3-2 over Nottingham Forest. Liverpool 3-0 over Brentford. And then late drama this morning. Chelsea 4, Man City 4. Crazy, crazy game. Yeah, so two games in a row Chelsea have been crazy. And then, of course, Cole Palmer, who went from Man City's academy to Chelsea, scored the drawing penalty in the plus fifth minute of the 90. So late, late drama as it gets. It was a great game. I reckon it was probably the best so far. Um, and the second half, it came alight, didn't it? So goals galore. when Rodgers scored, but then yeah. yes. Palmer off the penalty converted. So That's what you want football to be like. That is exciting as it exactly. gets. Uh, really exciting. And I, I'm as much as... It, May sound weird coming from me, but I'm happy for Chelsea because they've really, <laughs> they've really had a bad run. No, no, honestly, honestly, <laughs> honestly. Um, back home with the A League, it was match day four. Melbourne victory and Wellington Phoenix kicked it off on Friday night. It was a one-one draw with them. Newcastle Jets defeated Western United one-nil. Western Sydney Wanderers defeated Perth Glory two-nil. Uh, Sydney FC, who sacked uh, their coach at the start of last week. Wow. 5-1 over Adelaide United, who have been pretty uh, one of the four running teams of the competition so far this year. 5-1. Insane. Well, Nestoroy didn't play. He got a red card, didn't he, last game? So mm. that was a big loss. Yeah, so interesting to see how Sydney FC go because, uh, yeah, very second coach to be sacked already and it's only round four. Uh, Melbourne City drew 3-3 with MacArthur. A late comeback. Uh, let some goals in early. Um, City did for MacArthur. Uh, but a late, literally in the last two minutes, two goals scored to draw it up to 3-3. And then the last game of the round, two red cards on either side. It was But it was Brisbane Raw 2-1 over Central Coast Mariners, uh, which leaves Western Sydney on top of the table uh, on points with victory closely behind the Wellington uh, in third, MacArthur fourth, Adelaide fifth, Brisbane sixth, Newcastle seventh, Perth Glory eighth, Melbourne City all the way down to ninth. Um, behind them, Sydney FC, Western United and the Central Coast Mariners. That is the round ball game. It's time for our Minute Mondays. And now the sports capital becomes the quiz capital. It's the Sports Desk Minute Mondays. 
Yes, we haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, welcome to Minute Mondays, Jason, everybody. Jason, I what? think I'll take the reins today. But why? Oh, I think Cricket World Cup. I think. Oh no! What you're gonna you're gonna throw me into your seat? Yeah, I think oh. I. Uh, oh no! So, oh, Jerry, what's he doing? Today's Minute Mondays is on One Day World Cup history. Right. All right. So, Cricket World Cup themed, all right? A bit of a change is going in the studio. Now, this time, we're testing Jason. Yeah. I've been flung into this. Goodness me. Who's testing the buzzers first, Liam? Jerry. Matilda. Jason, I guess. All right. Oh, that's a quiz. Is that the the quiz over? I don't know. No. All right. You ready for your time? Do we start now? Your time starts now. Who won the World Cup final because they scored more boundaries than the other team? Jerry. Yep. England. Yep, correct. India's last year uh, World Cup trophy was what year? 2011. Correct. You said it earlier. Who is the leading run scorer in this year's World Cup? Jason. Yep. Is it Glenn Maxwell? No. No. It was Quinton de Kock. No. Who is the leading wicket-taker? Jerry. Adam Zampa. Correct. How many ODI World Cups have Australia won? Jason. Yeah. Is it six? No, it's five. When was Afghanistan's first World Cup appearance? Jerry. 2015. Correct. And that's all we got. That's all. Oh, no, he's running out of questions. Stop the clock. Stop the clock. That might be the first time we've run out of questions. Jerry, well done. (laughs) 3 0 nil. He was going to win anyway, let's be honest. Yeah, that was pretty academic, wasn't it? (laughs) Well done, Jerry. Continuing back into form. He's just lucky I'm out of the quiz today. Yeah, the sta- yeah, stats man <laughs> rides again. We need, we need an overall tally. You've got to give it to us We certainly do. I'll, I'll bring it to you next week. But uh, Liam's total t- definitely went up with his 12-point performance the other week. But, uh, yeah, Jerry back in back in good form. I sit last now with zero. I still, yeah. Well, you are the quiz master, so. <laughs> yeah, but I think technically this counts as a competitive score now. Oh, well. It does. Liam, yeah. well done. Good quiz. You did well, right. though. Happy cricket. I don't think it's the same, but <laughs> cricket. We're close to the final. We should get Sam in for a cricket quiz. Oh, no. No, no that's okay. me done. No, he shot that down. That's when you know the show is meant to end. That was the sports <laughs> desk. Uh, join us again on Friday at 5pm as we bring you all the weekend's action. Uh, make sure you keep up to date with the podcast and stay up to date on our social media. And, of course, givenow.com.au slash save sin. Very important. We'll see you very, very soon. Sam and Hennett, we'll be back with you very soon and the rest of the team. <laughs>